Jody Ann Arias was born in Salinas, California on July 9th of 1980 to William Angelo and Sandy D. Arias. She had an older half-sister and two younger brothers and a sister. Beginning at age 10, Arias showed interest in photography, which continued throughout her adult life. Her childhood years were unremarkable, although she had said that her parents had abused her, hitting her with wooden spoons and a belt. The abuse allegedly began when she was seven. Arias dropped out of Eureka High School in Eureka, California in the 11th grade, and she continued to pursue her interest in professional photography while working at part-time jobs. In the fall of 2001, Aria began working as a, a server at a restaurant at the Ventana Inn and Spa in Carmel, California. Daryl Brewer, the food and beverage manager, was in charge of hiring and training the restaurant's employees. Arias and Brewer lived in a housing staff, and in January 2003, they began dating. Aria was 21, and Brewer was 40 at the time. In May of 2005, Aria and Brewer purchased a home together in Palm Desert, California. In February 2006, Jody began working for prepaid legal services while keeping her job at Ventana. She also got involved with the Mormon Church. She started having Mormon visitors for Bible studies and prayer, group prayer sessions. In May, Jody told Brewer that she no longer wanted a physical relationship. She wanted to practice what she was learning at church and to save herself for her future husband. As the relationship deteriorated, Brewer planned to move to Monterey to move closer to his son. Jody did not plan to move with him. They agreed that she would remain in the house until it was sold. Their relationship ended in December of 2006, though they remained friends and occasionally called each other. The following year, the house went into foreclosure. Aria and Trav Arias and Travis Alexander met in September of 2006 in Las Vegas, Nevada at the prepaid legal con con conference. Alexander, 30, was a motivational speaker and sales representative for prepaid legal. Arias was 28 and living in Eureka, working in sales for prepaid legal and trying to develop her photography business. There was an immediate attraction between Arias and Alexander. At the time, Alexander was living in Arizona. They had began traveling together to other states, and when apart, they exchanged emails and talking daily on the phone. On November 26th of 2006, Arias was baptized in the Church of Jesus Christ of the Latter-day Saints in her words to get closer to Alexander, a devoted Mormon. Three months later, Alexander and Arias began dating exclusively, and she moved to Mesa, Arizona to be closer to him. The relationship lasted four months and ending in June of 2006, of 2007, although they continued to have sex periodically. According to Arias, the relationship ended because she did not trust Alexander. She later alleged that he was a sexual deviant who physically and sexually abused her and wanted to enslave her. After the relationship ended, Alexander began dating other women and allegedly complained to friends that Arias was jealous. He suspected that she had slashed his tires twice and sent threatening, ominous emails to him and to the women that he was dating. He also told friends that Arya had sneaked into his house through a dog door while he was sleeping. Despite the claims of being stalked, Alexander and Arias continued to travel together in March of 2008 and maintain their sexual relationship. According to Arya, she grew tired of being Alexander's secret girlfriend. When she had found had to find another place to live after her roommate married. She returned to California. Evidence shows that after Arias left Alexander, uh, evidence shows that after Arias left Arizona, they continued to ex exchange ex 
sexually explicit internet messages and pictures. According to Alexander's friends, in June of 2008, he had had enough of Arya after suspecting her of hacking into his Facebook and bank accounts. He allegedly told her he wanted her out of his life. According to police records, on June 2nd of 2008, Arya rented a car in Redding, California and drove to Alexander's house in Mesa. Where they, would take, they, where they took pictures of themselves in various nude poses and having sex. On June 4th, Arias drove back to California and returned the car. Alexander's friends became concerned when he missed an important meeting and didn't show up for a planned trip to Cancun, Mexico. On June 9th, two of his friends went over to his home and woke up one of his roommates, who insisted that Alexander was out of town. He then checked Alexander's locked room and found him dead on the sh shower stall floor. An autopsy determined that Alexander had been shot in the head and stabbed 27 times and his throat was slashed. Detectives investigated Alexander's murder and collected a wealth of forensic evidence at the murder scene, including a camera that was found in the washing machine. Friends, that, friends knew that Alexander had grown annoyed with Arius stalking. The first suggestion that Arius could be involved in his death came during the 911 calls after Alexander's body had been found. Friends and family members interviewed by the detectives suggested that the police interview Arias. Arias began calling Esteban Flores, the detective in charge of the case. He asked, she asked for details of the murder and offered to help in the investigation. She claimed to know nothing of the crime and had last seen Alexander in April of 2008. On June 17th, Arias agreed to be fingerprinted and swabbed for DNA, as did many of Alexander's friends. Two days after being fingerprinted, she, she was questioned about the photos on the cameras left in the washing machine. The photos, which were timestamped of June 4, 2008, showed images of Alexander in the shower, likely minutes before he was killed. There were also images of him lying on the floor bleeding. Other pictures, which had been deleted but were also recovered, were of Jody, nude and posed in prov provocative poses and time-stamped on the same day. Arias continued to insist that she had not seen Alexander since April. A week later, lab tests showed that DNA, in, that DNA in, found in a bloody print at the murder scene matched Arias and Alexander. Hair found at the scene also matched her DNA. Over the following weeks, Arias attended a memorial service for Alexander, wrote lengthy sympathy letters to his grandmother, arranged flowers to be sent to his family, and posted loving messages about Alexander on her MySpace page. On July 9th of 2008, a grand jury indicted her for first-degree murder. Six, six days later, she was arrested and charged with first-degree murder in September, and in September, she was extracted to Arizona to face trial. Days after being incarcerated in Arizona, Arias granted an interview to the Arizona Republic, during which she insisted that she had nothing to do with Alexander's murder. She gave no explanation of why her DNA was found at the scene. On September 24th, the television show Inside Edition interviewed Arias. This time, she admitted that she was with Alexander when he was murdered, but that the two intruders did it. On, in the interview, 48 Hours, on June 23rd of 2009, she said that she had been miraculously spared during a home invasion. During, according to her story, Alexander had been playing with his new camera and suddenly she found herself lying on the bathroom floor after hearing a lot, loud pop.
When she looked up, she saw a man and a woman, both dressed in black, approaching. They were carrying a knife and a gun. The man pointed the, knife, the gun at her and pulled the trigger, she said, but nothing happened. She then ran into the, from the house and did not look back. She didn't call the police, she claimed, because she was afraid for her life and was pretending that none of it happened. She drove back to California in fear. The Maricop Police Attorney's Office, according describing Arya's crimes as especially cruel, heinous, and deprived, sought the death penalty. Months before the trial began, Arya's told the judge that she wanted to represent herself. The judge allowing it as long as the public defender was present during the trial. A few weeks later, Arias attempted to get letters into evidence that she alleged were written by Alexander. In the letter, Alexander claimed to be a, a, being a pedophile. The letters were found to be forged. Within days of the forgery discovery, Arias told the judge that she was in over her head and the legal counsel was to reinstate it. Arias' trial began on January 2, 2013 in a Maricop County Superior Court. Aria's court-appointed lawyers argued that Aria killed Alexander in self-defense after suffering domestic violence. The trial was live-streamed and gained worldwide attention. Aria spent 18 days on the witness stand, talking about being abused by her parents, sharing intimate details about her sex life with Alexander, and describing how the relationship became verbally and physically abusive. After deliberate after deliberating for 15 hours, the jury found Arias guilty of first-degree murder. On May 23rd, during the sentencing phase, the jury was unable to reach an anonymous decision. A second jury convened on October 20th, 2014, but they were too deadlocked on 11-1 in favor of the death penalty. That left the sentencing decision up to Stevens, although the death penalty was now off the table. On April 13th of 2015, Arias was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole. As of October 2019, Arias was in the Arizona State Prison Complex in Perryville, Arizona, and is classified as a high-risk prisoner.